Regal Movie Masters. Unlimited. This is the Regal Movie Masters Unlimited Podcast, where we indiscriminately watch every goddamn movie that comes out at the local theaters. Your movie masters today are Justine. Hi. Brent. Hello. Dylan. What's up? And I'm Colin. But uh, the movies, we got a... Got kind of light work this time around on account of Hurricane Swift has hit the theaters. Everyone is scared of this girl for some reason, and they moved her uh, stuff around. So there's not a lot of movies. We got um, She Came to Me. Uh, what was that short you watched? Strange Way of Life, and they paired it with human, The Human Voice. Right, and um, Shelter and Solitude. Mm-hmm. And that's it? Well... There's another movie. What was the other one? Brand watched it. Oh, well, that's... Okay, yeah. So then, then there's the Swift movie itself. Uh, before we get into any of that, though, we should let everyone know that we do have an email you can contact us at. It's moviemasters760 at gmail.com. Uh, we also have an Instagram, at officialmoviemasters. And we had the, we've had our Halloween horror spooktacular going on, right? Who won, who won the tournament between all okay. of our... So your final four was uh Megan versus the Chain Whip Demon and then Renfield's Dracula versus the Deadite Mom. Both Megan and Renfield Dracula advanced and then the finals which just ended, Megan beat Renfield's Dracula 65% to 35%. I mean, I guess he that what happens in robot versus vampire situations? He would just rip her apart. Yeah, but if they can't, if he can't like mind spell her, and he can't suck her but blood. He's strong. She's fast. But he's strong. She's also conniving and might have a scheme. They might. She might not even like physically fight him. Who wins? In, is there has there historically been robots versus vampires? There has to be. Some, sounds really good. Sounds pretty simple. Let's just stop it. It's always werewolves. What if it's like she yeah. manipulated him into a sunlight situation, like her, or could get him to take care of her, or you know. Yeah, he could. Oh, like, he yeah, like she, a, she poses as like the new Renfield or yeah, something. Yeah, she he needs like a friend or like a yeah. you know someone who can run and fetch him stuff. Humans have obviously had a problem for a long time. I'm not think I don't think they're fighting. I think they're linking and building. Mm. They're gonna grow. <laughs> they're linking and building. Anyway, so if you that hot action is going <laughs> down at official movie masters on Instagram and uh, once again movie masters seven six zero at gmail dot com. Is the uh, email contact thing? Yes, Are we what? gonna do a uh, October monster one now that there's a bunch of? I, I think we. Should, well, we I don't, don't have enough. I yeah, feel okay. Like. We'll bracket it up. We'll do it at Christmas. I'm down for Christmas Evil. Okay, I like that. Yeah. So, so explain this Taylor Swift thing to us, Brent. You, you actually, you're the soldier in the trenches here. Okay. Um. So there were movies scheduled for this week, but then Taylor Swift decided she was gonna put out the Eras Tour film. Uh, this week uh, and movies like saw got bumped out <laughs> which is crazy um because i don't think they would have necessarily the same audience an exorcist for sure right yeah exorcist was another one yeah so there was there was i think at least three movies that were scheduled to release this particular week but uh yeah they got scared of of taylor swift for some reason which i still can't find I can't find that anywhere. Like, like, yeah, yeah, this is our logic behind it. Maybe it's just like space, you know, like okay. we need more oh, screens. Yeah. Oh. So it's just like if and if they're going to expand the screens because more people are going, then that means if you're a yeah. lesser budget kind of thing or just something that doesn't have the marketing, maybe they just don't allocate as many screens to you. But it's not like, well, at least in our neck of the woods, it's not like the exorcist believer is selling out. So. Right. Yeah. And this, and this, I mean, it might be based on pre sales too, because this is the only thing that we've seen in the app that it, like, in a while, that has had significant pre sales, you know, to the point where it's like there was showings that were completely sold out weeks in advance. Yeah. I saw the theater, our, I think we went on Friday and it was, um, was pretty gnarly. There's seemed to be some like shell shocked employees kind of. Oh, yeah. That's like, that's, uh, that was, was that, Proper opening night, or did it open on Thursday? Uh, or I think preview it, on Thursday? it technically was there Thursday, and Thursday wasn't too hot, but Friday yeah. it was like, it was on. That's when most people think new movies come out. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, on the way to, the, to, to our theater, there was just like uh, five uh, employees just standing around outside like, it was like the those uh, British armed guards, you know, with the big hats. <laughs> <laughs> They're just standing mm-hmm. outside of the theater waiting to go in and clean up. They were on it. There was no... 
dicking around that day, man. They were they were, they were full on. I was just like, how how's it been? And they're just like, I've never seen anything like this. It's a cult, and it's like I know there's kind of a mm-hmm. viral thing going around, like with a creepy ring around the rosy girls, and like there's I don't know something that I've known for a long time that there's just a insane cult of personality based around this satanic demon where these uh, little girls just like lose their fucking mind. So the, yeah, it's like apparently it's been a been a rough time out there. Thank you for your service to anyone working in a movie theater right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's interesting because I was, you know, it's, it's been a while since I've seen this level of fandom in the movie theaters. I mean, you can maybe say some of the the prime era Marvel stuff, you know, and, and some of those Star Wars uh, sequels had, you know, that that sort of energy and costumes and stuff. Yeah, but like in 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 terms of you know music, I mean, I was trying to think, you know, because a lot of people are like. I don't know, like like you said, it's like a cult, and people are are like, I don't think people are really into her, blah blah blah. But then I was thinking about like Michael Jackson when I was a kid, like that was ubiquitous. It was everywhere. You couldn't go anywhere without seeing somebody like dressed like Michael, talking about Michael, bumping yeah. Michael. I sh- I was I was definitely a, a Captain EO mark. So I guess like uh, mm-hmm. as far as like having them in the theater, well, it wasn't the theater. I guess you had to go to Disneyland to see it. But yeah. there was a reason I was at Disneyland. It was yeah. probably to see Captain EO. Yeah. So, um, the movie itself is almost three hours long. How much did you get through? You 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 you, you just did it. got in. I did it because it's the only movie I had to watch this week. Right, so I did it. Whole thing. Yeah, whole oh, thing. Um, she was charging nineteen eighty nine for the or not she, but like the the whoever's right. financing this thing. Her, Char- yes, she her was doing personally. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You have to pay it to her. Oh, give me nineteen twenty. <laughs> it's Taylor. It's S Taylor Swift at gmail.com PayPal. <laughs> PayPal. Her Venmo is, is T Swift 029. Um you know, but like that said, now that I've seen it, like I I don't mind that she's charging 1989 for it because it's like technologically, it's a bit of a marvel. There are so many cameras involved in this thing. I I lost track of how many shots there were. Um, but the, the interesting thing was throughout the whole thing, you'd have like an extreme close up and you'd be like, okay, I think I know where that camera is. But then they'd, they'd cut to like right across from where that camera would be and you wouldn't see the camera. So like at no point do you see another camera on screen yet. There's, it feels like there's hundreds of them throughout. Um, I think this is largely achieved because she filmed three nights at SoFi. Um, so yeah, there's drone shots, there's up close stuff, there's you know, set changes, costume changes, all sorts of flourishes. Like even like the microphone color changes for different songs and different eras. Um, right, well, they got color changing microphones. I take back everything I've said. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't change color. Yeah. There's lots of like high fashion involved. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I think it comes down to if you like her music or you don't, it's going to determine... Your attitude. If you like, so if you like her music, you'll like the concert. And if you don't <laughs> yeah. like the music, then the concert yeah. will not. That's a, well, I would say like, but this if is you, a piping hot take you're bringing, but I mean, I'm here for it. Okay, well, I'm, go trying off. To, like, I'm trying to like get something out. <laughs> yeah, of it I know that you're could saying. Be, you know, I'm trying to wring the sponge here. Okay, <laughs> three hours. Okay, if, if you want something that's not calming or relaxing necessarily. <laughs> when uh, <clears throat> I have a question. Yeah. So when it changes era. Mm-hmm. Does she announce it? Like, this is from no, my country. No, no, no. Oh, okay. no, no, no. It kind of, I mean, because, like, again, this is like 70,000 people at SoFi that know her whole catalog. Oh, yeah. So she doesn't have to say a damn, damn thing. It. But what about the people at home watching it in theaters? Well, they <laughs> what about the people she's converting via this yeah. concert? Yeah. I don't know if there's anybody to convert <laughs> anymore. You guys remember me in 06 <laughs> as my country? You'll like this one. It's also, let me put it this way it's also really obvious when she changes airs, like the folklore album, there's actually like a cabin on stage. Nice. And a moss covered piano. She grows a beard. Yeah. I mean, she has a beard? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. And a flannel. A walking (laughs) stick. An axe. An awesome box that she got the axe in. Um, (laughs) No, like, it's it's, it's really obvious when the era has changed. So she doesn't need to announce anything. Um, And yeah, it's it's something else. I mean, it's like, I, I would say, like, if you are kind of into studying. Maybe like the psychology behind all this or like the phenomenology of it. Definitely go and see it because there is a crazy fandom for her (laughs) that everybody from little kids to, like I said, grown ass men are just 
all about her. Kids in the mind. <laughs> Kids of all ages. Mm. I'm like, I'm so, I'm, I'm, I try to put, figure out how to put this into words. You know how like a Marvel movie's kind of ruined a generation of men or just got like <laughs> sunk its claws into a certain kind of boy and just didn't let him grow. Like I tried to watch that Ahsoka show and I can't know what the fuck is going on in it at all. So you have to watch these channels. They're like, so if you've played Battlefront, then you know the writing that's on this temple. I'm like, okay, it's useful to me. You it's know? not the typical Arabish. <laughs> let me tell you. Okay. The number one girl movie right now is about a toy from the 80s. You got the girl dinner movement. It's promoting eating snacks for dinner. And the number one girl musician is basically, you know, singing like nursery rhymes. Like we are yeah. on the verge. What happened to the boys and y'all laughed at us for not growing up? You man, children, blah, blah, blah. It's going to happen to the girls. Like it's right there. And let me tell you, I don't even, that's <laughs> not very interesting. It's going to be great is when you get girl Andrew Tate and like the girl <laughs> man is here. They're like, listen. <laughs> You gotta be having sex with bodybuilders, <laughs> like, here's like, like, cause it, cause that's the thing when you're like a, you know, when you're a, a rudderless kind of man child, like, and one of these guys comes along, is like, listen, put away your toys and go be a, be get a up real at five man. o'clock in the morning, yeah, go yeah, to the yeah. gym, grind set. What's that? Cause that if you've never had like real guidance or got to mature because you spent all your time playing video games and watching comic book movies, some guy like that's really appealing. So once you have all these women who are like with arrested developments, cause the you know conceptually <laughs> like deep art to them is when well, you have the ham then uh, like that then once the girl version comes out that's just like ladies are you ready to <laughs> dude it's gonna be so sick i can't wait for them to get a dose of what uh what we've had keep making toy movies like the poly yeah. pocket cinematic universe all that shit like more 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 please more like uh, I'm rating. What's it called? In infantilizing. Yeah, yeah. Keep of, it. Of the culture. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't. It's you know that's the patriarchy wants you to you know be a contributing member of society. Like <laughs> stay in. Y'all, y'all got y'all got way into Animal Crossing during the the pandemic. You'll come back to it and just <laughs> play those fucking games, sing these nursery rhymes, <laughs> and yeah. like eat cookies and crackers for dinner. Yes, please, because I need I need to see this uh, uh, Lovecraftian horror come to fruition. Yeah. So, three hours of Taylor <laughs> Swift. Unbelievable. I made it through though. It was funny walking through the halls. It was like like you're in a Sephora or something. <laughs> it's like just like all the music pumping through all yep. the different uh, theaters. It's a uh, yep. it's a weird scene out there, man. Uh, and I, well, next uh, it's this is like you know what do they call it? Atomization or like the polarization or whatever the fuck, but like, you know, you got this going on this week and then next week, boom, Martin Scorsese movie, three and a half hours. Fuck you. Jesus. <laughs> you get to be a little girl or you get to be an 80 year old man and nothing in between. <laughs> I'm, I'm all in on 80 year old men, by the way. That's, that's me. I, I just got to sit this week out and I'll be happy, but we don't entirely sit this week out. There's some movies out there. Uh, Dylan, what's the first one we're talking about? Oh, yeah, Colin. Uh, we got uh, She Came to Me. You know that movie? You see that one? I saw it. Yeah? It was great. Yeah, it was a it was a good one. Uh, well, like, from what I remember, She Came to Me is a romantic comedy of sorts. Um, you know, it's about, like, a composer. Uh, I believe it's Stephen uh, Radham, played by uh, Peter Dinklage. He has, like, a creative block and is, like, unable to finish the score for his, like, big comeback opera. And, like, at the behest of his wife, you know, like, Patricia, played by um, uh, Anne Hathaway, uh -huh. formerly his therapist, uh, if I remember that one correctly, he sets out in search of inspiration and finds much more than he bargained for in uh, Marissa Tomei's character. The tugboat captain. Yeah. This is so cool. I They don't, like, make movies like this often. <laughs> no. Like, where you have, like, a middle-aged intellectual man who's, like, neurotic and just for no reason in the world, every woman that's way out of his league wants to fuck him. <laughs> you don't see that. And boom, checkmate, checkmate. It's a woman director and writer, right? Uh, I believe so. And she hasn't done like a lot else in the way of directing because I, I wanted to look into it because I like this movie a lot. And still a little bit sparse. She's more of an actress. Uh, so um, yeah, I guess that's a, that's a twist. That's how you make a movie like this and not just be it, make it a creepy male power fantasy or harem or whatever is uh let the ladies get in there and make the movie and it wasn't it was didn't come off as creepy as like you know 
when uh, when Quentin Tarantino wants to put Salma Hayek's foot in, her ma- in his mouth, you know, <laughs> it didn't have that kind of energy around it. Yeah. What do you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> Peter Dinklage is showing up and doing his damn job that he's assigned to him. Yeah. Everybody did such a good job. And I i can't remember what the last thing I saw Marissa Tomei in, but I thought this also when I, whatever I saw then, I was like, you know, she's good. Yeah. <laughs> did you know? I mean, she was in Spider-Man and yeah, stuff, yeah, but yeah. I hadn't seen her in like, you know, things that kind of highlighted her a little more. And I like that. I, I feel like this is, this comes from just like maybe the nuance of a female director where they, you know, they are kind of caricatures, but they have like, dimension you know like the Anne Hathaway character is like this proper kind of neat freak so you could see her as just being that but then you learn more of her upbringing and informs why she's like that you just get to learn more about these people and why they might act like that rather than just having them be like spaz on screen yeah and I think you know Marissa Tomei's character she's like a salty sea captain so it's like you know this clean neat freak type a lady and then the uh, the appeal is this woman that's so you know salt of the earth or whatever, and it's sort of and th- and this uh, and his character he's like this guy that just can't make a decision of anything and is just kind of oh what's he say he says it himself he's only ever been good at music so he just wants to do music stuff and you know with his writer's block he can't even do that so he's just this rudderless man who just gets absorbed <laughs> into these schemes and then they all kind of crash back down on him and then there's the kids that's a complicated one yeah there's like a b plot dylan you yeah. kind of fucked this movie for me oh i'm sorry because i didn't think you were gonna watch it <laughs> cool you were like there's a there's like this weird like statutory issue in the movie and uh. i was like oh i don't want to uh, so the whole time i'm watching it because oh. there's this daughter who's dating the daughter of the cleaning woman is dating the son of the peter dinklage people and then you also learn about her family and household and they're kind of weirdos so i'm like oh man please don't tell me that they're going to make peter dinklage sleep with this oh, high school oh, girl oh. like i was like dreading that but it's dylan's good at that like, yeah. well, no it was accidental <laughs> i didn't know that that's how i came it I was out like writing some horrifying film in my head that doesn't happen no i forget which movie it was but there was a point where like dylan was like oh man if you see this it was a vague non-spoiler, right? <laughs> but you have it in your head, so you go and you're like, "Oh no, this is." And then you're like, and then it's something different. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it is a weird scenario because the son of Peter Dinklage family is like 18 years old, like a senior in high school, and the daughter has been like skipped ahead of grade, so they're in the same grade, but she's 16. <laughs> but when her dad finds out about this relationship, he's like this, ins- like. Not like an anger psychopath, but just like a type A, yeah. a you know, hyper type A. Yeah. And he's like a court stenographer, so he knows all this legalese. And he's like, we can have him put on a list and this and that. And it's like, it's weird. It's a gross plot. It's a weird plot. And again, I think if I'm a man and I'm sitting down to write this, I'm like, I'm not including that. <laughs> I'd probably <laughs> right, move on. Right. But if you're, you know, a, a lady, you're like, this is, it's, I don't know, maybe you're less self-conscious, I guess. So you can... I don't know. Uh, you can tell the story free from the baggage of like making it seem like uh, uh, what is it? Consent, age of consent laws need to be reformed or something like that. Because anytime a guy says that, <laughs> it's uh, what do they call that? A red flag, right? Mm. Um, and and really, that plot's just there to sort of examine this idea of like the the letter of the law versus the spirit of the law, how people can bend it to their wills and. Um, you know, personality types. And it actually gives a story to it instead of just a bunch of neurotic weirdos from New York just being, you know, on 10 the whole time. So that kind of moved things forward. It was a, a very well-balanced film in that regard, I think. Yeah, but it also just kind of shows you, the, like the whole thing is sort of, Peter Dinklage has writer's block. Anne Hathaway is like, just go for a walk get out <laughs> and he's like i don't want to go but then he walks and then he's all man i bet you every one of these people like has something in their life worthy of an opera and then he finds that just by going out on that walk he he comes across marissa tomei and he doesn't even realize that his stepson is having this whole romance opera going on in his life and it's only when he starts getting involved that he sees the drama of regular people's lives that he's able to turn into operas to get over his writer's block 
And it's like such a dramatic and crazy premise of this guy trying to get his girlfriend's boyfriend or his daughter's boyfriend <laughs> right. in trouble. It's like, <laughs> why would you do that? Some people are like that, you yeah. know, some oh, people are yeah. villains, yeah. you know. Right. And yeah. so it's kind of interesting and hilarious because this movie does like the opposite of theater camp, which is... um. They write original music for the play that they put on at the end of theater camp, and it's really good. And this one is like, they write music for the play or for the operas that he makes, and the music is fine, but the lyrics and the singing are just hilarious. Yeah, it should, um, I, I, it should be mentioned, this is a very funny movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's laugh out loud moments, and I unlocked this secret uh, when me and Dylan watched uh, The Magic Flute that the funniest thing in the world is opera in English. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, that's a, he writes a play about, you know, meeting this girl on a tugboat, and she's, so, like, it cuts to the play, it, to the opera itself. She's like, oh, I am just a tugboat captain. <laughs> and it's, like, just immediately yeah. funny. Judy Gold, I think, is her name. She plays the uh, director of the uh, play. And I was just, I grew up watching a lot of Comedy Central in the 90s, so I was very stoked yeah. to see her, uh, do her thing. If you, if you there's a there's a cool show called Doctor Cats mm. that everyone is talking about right now. If you want to see some prime Judy Gold, there she's in that one too. So yeah, nice to see her uh, back in action. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, the stage production is really cool. Then the music is nice, but the singing is hilarious. Yeah, and you just have to kind of like you have to accept that the opera crowd is like really into this because you're watching this thing and laughing <laughs> and like you just see like people's tears well up and yeah they're like reacting all serious like oh my god <laughs> this is mind like, blowing yeah, like, and, and Hathaway's like crying you know <laughs> it's like so fucking funny salty tears and his, his like competitor uh, who like they, they mention it it's like two sentences in the film but it's like one of the funniest parts he has like this rival uh, opera composer who like sees him after <laughs> Oh, come on. He's like the young up and coming guy. <laughs> wearing, yes. a, wearing like a leather jacket. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The hair like slicked back, kind of nice. like messy too at the same time. I got to say, you really did it on this one. That was an amazing piece. Normally, I don't pay compliments, but I got to hand this to you. <laughs> That, okay, so this this movie, um, if if it does sound appealing and you want to see it in theater, you can't. This is trampled under the hoof of Taylor Swift because I tried to, to uh, get this one in this week, but by yeah, by Thursday it was cleared out. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm sure it'll get out streaming or something like yeah. that somewhere. But yeah, it's uh, it, it's tough for these little films right it now. Definitely and is. Let me tell you, this was not one that I was looking forward to. I don't know what it was. It was just like. No, that doesn't look good. I don't know. Maybe it was my low expectations going in to where I watched it. And it's, you know, just a pretty palatable, uh, smart film. It's like, oh, this is actually delightful. So if you're like me and did not want to watch this movie at all or thought it was just very unappealing, um, you were you were wrong. Very <laughs> Dylan, what did you walk away with, from the film with? You know, I walked away in... Uh... With some happiness, man, some joy, you know, Peter Dinklage, and I'm not gonna, uh, you know, he he left with some um, some uh, some unblockage on uh, his inspiration, yes. and I was like, hell yeah, man, because the entire time when it, when he first shows him and he's like having anxiety attack, I was like, damn it, <laughs> poor guy. I was like, I don't want to see a him lot of representation. In yeah, for real. I was like, I don't want to see that. It's like my life. I don't want. <laughs> this sucks. I never want to see my life on the screen. <laughs> yeah, not ever. like that. The guy hiding and having to count. Mine's a little different, but like, uh, I don't want to see that shit. But you know, he overcomes it, f finds the power in uh, in love and sex and art, dude. Uh, I came out with that. Um, I came out having with like a new vision of uh, religion. Um, oh, tell us more. Where are you at with it? Uh, Catholicism is yeah. cool. Cool. <laughs> that's, that's all I got out of it. It was uh, I had a great time, you know. It was fun. I, was, I like watching it um, with three different couples, to, like spread around, yeah. and all of them feel like they're all asleep. Because <laughs> like, we did watch like the last showing of that night. Yeah, and I was just like, "That's cool." Is it? And Hathaway still a goat? Absolutely. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> goat in what? In general, acting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. why I like I I didn't really know anything about other than like the little synopsis they put on the Regal app, but I'm like, oh, Anne Hathaway. Mm -hmm. 
should be good. <laughs> no, no other information. Um, I actually realized I had never seen Peter Dinklage in anything that I can remember. Oh, no. Um, Avengers Endgame, dude, when he builds oh, uh, right. Thor's uh, hammer thing. That's true. Hammer right. axe. But I know he's like a big deal, but he's from like shows that yeah, I never Game watched. Of, Game of Thrones cult. Yeah. Yeah. But I liked boat. him. Dude, he there was, was cool. a remember that trailer for that movie where he was like writing poems for a guy for a girl, but a guy takes credit for it. Oh. And then I never seen that fucking movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh yeah, I want to see that. I've never seen it ever in my life. I've never Damn, seen it. That's some times. Mandela effect shit because I remember <laughs> seeing that too, but it doesn't exist. Yeah, they be showing off trailers and then just. <laughs> We're working on it. Okay. <laughs> uh, hey, listen. I saw a trailer at the beginning of um. The the magician with the penis. What was that called? Back on the strip. Yeah. And it was like a parody of Tyler Perry movies, like a scary movie style parody. And I swear to God, I googled it, and there's uh -huh. not even an entry for it. <laughs> it is so like they're not... messing with you. I don't know. I mean, what? Maybe you... it's like the uh, we're talking about like that Thanksgiving movie that was like a trailer between uh, Death Proof right. and Planet Terror. Maybe it's that. It was not. But... Maybe, you, maybe you dreamed that. <laughs> no, I mean, that's not far off from yeah. my dreams. So you do like magician penises. <laughs> this this is the man that like you know about a year ago sent us a text that said I thought I was driving to work, but I am in the Regal parking. <laughs> Lot right now, <laughs> yeah, about to, yeah, to, definitely took a like a more trained up to <laughs> go to the old that. Regal. That's messed up, but you know, Blue Beetle was supposed to come out for like five yeah. years, so. okay, <laughs> so who knows? Fair. Yeah, well, maybe we'll get my Tyler Perry parody movie eventually. Tyler Parody, they messed up not calling it that, but <laughs> well, you don't know yet. They, they got it. five years to get yeah. it together. <laughs> At least three more. <laughs> so uh, she came to me. Is this uh, one? Are, uh, uh, is, are you, are you going to fall in love? Or is this, do you have writer's block for this one? I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm in love with this film. I really liked it. I enjoyed it thoroughly. And I like movies like this. And that's it. Um, yes. Get addicted to romance. Mm. <laughs> This is a good movie. I, I also was surprised. Not like I thought it was going to be bad, but just like I didn't expect it to be that good. You know, um, it shows a lot of different kinds of people. It shows a lot of how everyone has to deal with everyone else's problems <laughs> and they become your problems. And uh, the outfits are cool. The houses are cool. Everyone does a good job acting. And I was um, it was a good introduction to some actual acting from Peter Dinklage, too, I thought. I liked it. I'll fall in love. Um, you know, as an addict of love, what else can I say past that? What other movies are we watching then? You love addict you? <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, sadly, half the room did not see this, but uh, I think you guys saw Shelter and Solitude, right? Yes. And I, I, I did see the trailer. You know, I, I'm guessing like, can I guess what it's about? Yeah, you tell you, I'll, I'll give, I'll say yes or no. I'll say yeehaw or nay like a horse. Okay. Because it well, takes place in Texas. Okay. Oh, okay. See, yeah. I didn't know that part. All right. Well, I guess I should have because of the trailer. Um, I'm, I'm guessing like with only days left until his uh, execution, right? Yeehaw. Like a prisoner of on death row develops a bond with a country singer and a tough warden. <laughs> yeehaw. Technically. <laughs> and uh, it stars Sibin Fallon Hogan. <laughs> As a lady, you, I did that, why you, you said that like Fred Flintstone curses. Well, Simon <laughs> Flaggett and Hogan. I don't know. That's how I read her. That's how that's, that's her name. Her name is uh, her name is uh, Siobhan. Yeah, oh, fuck. Yeah. Fallon Hogan. I don't know. Yeah. She also was in the Fred movies. <laughs> Flintstone, <laughs> fun fact, and nothing else of note. Oh, she's in other stuff. She okay. was in Men in Black. Yeah, okay, but I only know her as the Fred woman. I only know her as yes. He asked for some water. Oh. <laughs> from sugar water. Iconic line yeah. from <laughs> Men in Black. Did they mention that in the movie? Yeah, at the end, like when the credits roll. Also known. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a... I, I, I think this... I called this the worst movie I've seen all year. I feel somewhat confident in that. Um, it's like... I, I we harped on vengeance a lot last year, and this is like no. I mean, is it it's, that level? It's in Texas. It's very okay. I'm carrying some baggage to this for sure because, like, 
Uh, it takes place like when at uh, the COVID lockdown, right? Oh God, in Texas, I'm ar- yeah, I'm which is all, re- yeah, all, and like I don't know, I I owned a retail business through the pandemic. Yeah, like, humble I brag. Just don't <laughs> want. I have no energy towards that stuff other than okay, that's gone. Okay, we're done. Yeah, we're over it. It's fucking, past. Yeah. Okay, cool, 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 done. cool, cool, cool. The line, let's go. I don't want to fucking have mass conversations or vax conversations yeah. or any kind of conversation. I was like, that's done. Okay, moving on. And this movie is like, oh, so there's like it's a like little... a meditation on the COVID times. <sighs> yeah, and it's Fuck like, that. and it's very, um, it's weird because it's in like this small Texas town, but like you have these city cops like. You're lucky I don't find you for not wearing your mask. Are you kidding me? We're like, like that. Yeah, we're like. <laughs> there is one guy doing that, and he's like kind of a kid. He's a rookie cop, and he's like, really trying to like impress his authority on people, oh, and nobody takes him seriously. So it's not like, you know, he's really going to well, do it. Well, there anything. is, I mean, the, I don't mean to harp on this, but there is like a very pivotal plot of the film, which is the lady has some money in her till she wants to go into her business and take the money the cop doesn't let her take the money like doesn't let her enter her business she's like we're on lockdown you got to get back home so it just doesn't none all that stuff makes it just really not ring true at all it's like we're talking about with dumb money it just happened and then so and then someone breaks in and steals the money so the whole inept cop thing like that's kind of a huge plot point Uh. as it rolls forward and then so then she takes a job as a prison guard and there is when I there is one prisoner in this whole prison, and she just hangs out <laughs> well, with him. COVID, so. the He's whole the only time. guy on death row at this prison. Death uh, de- yeah, death row, and she's his guard, but she's just like hanging out with him. It's fucking weird. It's very weird, and I also like I I don't know. I just this distaste I have for like any hillbilly shit. Yeah, like I know country music is cooler now than it was before, and there's. Coulter Walls and Sturgill Simpsons, yeah. and we're supposed to like pretend to like that stuff. I fucking hate it. I don't like it. I don't like twangy <laughs> bullshit. And she's like, she was this country singer. That's her vogue thing. Is like she was a country singer, but she didn't quite make it. And so, like in her bar, it's just posters of the same flyer for a show she played no. in Nashville once. Bro, it's like rough. It's rough, rough. <sighs> she's like a fun lady. She's this brassy gal, talks too much, and like. If you find that charming, then this is going to probably be fun. Like, Justine, you didn't hate this as much as I did. No, right? I was pretty surprised at your reaction. Um, it did feel like it was three hours long, but it totally <laughs> wasn't like it's an inoffensive movie in that, like, kind of a little hallmarky way. Um, oh, okay. Here's a lady. She's not quite a washed up country singer. She just, like, when she was young, kind of got some juice, went to Nashville. They did like a live recording and now she just can't can't let that go. It didn't go anywhere. Her career didn't. But, you know, she pivoted and now she owns a bar. And so she can still sing in the bar and she still, you know, has a good attitude and everyone likes her. But she's really like, she needs people. You know, she needs people to be paying attention to her and uh, engaging her. And so lockdown is hard for her. And one of the things that she does, because she's trying to get some money, she can't have her bar open is uh she takes a job at the prison where her brother is the warden and he's just kind of like whatever just don't mess anything up but because she's this weird person she gets too involved in guarding this uh death row inmate and the inmate is kind of like you know he's on death row and he doesn't want to talk to this lady he doesn't know and she's bothering him but then eventually she's able to like open him up and he doesn't have anybody visiting him and they have to like separate the prisoners so he's all alone except for her coming by i guess that's the shelter in solitude so along with this story of just like these two people kind of bonding over lockdown there's also this issue of capital punishment and how they're still going to go through with this uh, execution even though all these other things are going on at the time and for me Anytime you're going to have depiction of like a capital punishment issue, it will get an emotional response. And this was not any different. Um, It didn't handle it poorly. She finds out, you know, that this guy, he did do a murder, (laughs) but it's a little bit like this is kind of justified. Why didn't people look more into this? She's trying to get her brother to call the governor and the governor's like, whatever, we don't really care. And because she's kind of just made this connection and she's like a friendly person and she's trying to do what she can and 
but she's she basically can't do anything except be there for the guy. So I thought it handled that pretty nicely, just kind of showing two people trying to understand each other and getting comfort from each other when there's no one else around to give it to them. I thought it was fine. I mean, like, I didn't come away with it learning anything or having anything to tell people, you should really watch this movie. But it exists, and it seemed like, you know, she was happy to make the movie. and She wrote it, too. And, you know, good job. I appreciate the <laughs> breakdown, but that still sounds terrible. Well, it's not, like, a fun... I mean, it's kind of, like... And there's, like, dorky parts or something, because she's, uh, like, this animated character. But, you know, it's, it's not funny enough. It's not dramatic right, enough. Right. It's just kind of... I. I'm assuming this is her first screenwriting. It's all done by her. And uh, it kind of has that vibe where it's like, oh, could have got some notes on this. <laughs> hey, Colin, you've been on record as stating that you don't value your time on this earth. <laughs> At any point, did you, uh, were you tempted to walk out? Um, I, I just don't like accept that as a option. I mean, once I'm in, I'm just going to watch <laughs> the movie. You know, it's not the worst thing. But I definitely like... Again, I'm admitting I'm bringing my own like baggage, if you will, to this yeah. movie. But at the same time, there is like maybe it's the fact that it is sort of a serious idea, but maybe just a lack of craft to address it. Right. So it kind of feels a little cheap. And I don't know, even like, and this is just, I don't know, maybe um, spending too much time thinking about a movie that really just isn't meant to be seen i mean we're watching this not because it's like oh I, I can't wait to see this movie it's like fuck there's nothing else coming out this week there's nothing else coming out this yeah. week. all right shelter and solitude let's go so it's not like this movie's making me watch it you know but i don't know even the anti-death penalty overall message that it has is like well yeah but you spend all this time showing that the guy is like in this guy's case he was kind of justifiable for what he did but that's not the same as being against the death penalty it's against the death penalty for this guy <laughs> this character uh, who yeah. by the way doesn't get off of it so it's not like you get a resolve and i don't know it's just a, i'm i i just kind of walked away like i mean whatever it's just you know something that happens and you watch it and it's clearly you know not for me and i have issues with blocking me from liking it but it's also not like well done without so. seeing it i'm just backing you hard on this because i feel like th there's like this awesome thing that happens every october where i can just turn my brain off and go yes it's time to watch some like scary movies some horror movies some entertaining movies that don't have you know thinky thinky in it um so i think like maybe the timing might be have been weird well for you. i don't know I, like i said i just don't think there's um or just no craft behind. Yeah, I mean, message, there's yeah. not. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's a way you could make me like this movie. <laughs> I think it was kind of doomed from the start. Yeah. But again, that's. I, I. It's not the movie's fault in a way. It's just. I don't know why this. It's just. It's no, just no. There. Like I said, it's like an inoffensive movie. It just is kind of inept. Right. It's just not a very good movie. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's not no. like yeah, there's no there's no reason to be mad. It's at reasonably it. not good. I think it's, yeah. it's it's not. Yeah. Okay. It's not a very good movie, and it's also like has these things I just don't like to yeah. see. But I mean, and even, so you mash that all together. Even saying something like the guy doesn't get away at the end, you know, it's just saying that this guy is okay because he didn't. Well, he does. He did do it, <laughs> but well, he was, like uh, that. He should be an exception or something like that. Um, I think that 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 the fact that he doesn't get off is exactly what you needed to do in this right. case, which is like death penalty bad. Yes, why is it bad? Even this like innocent guy or a guy who's kind of in a gray area gets executed, but you grow to think he shouldn't be. That's the point. <laughs> it's right. like there's people that shouldn't be who are getting it. She's even trying to get like a stay of execution and say, look, we got new evidence. And people just are like, no, we, we don't want to do that. So it's like the whole thing is broken if this guy can't be saved. And I think that's the point. Yeah. So it has, it, there's some, uh, what do they call it? Nutritional value in it. Maybe, maybe it walks, has people walking away feeling a little something. I don't I'm not going to keep shitting on this movie. It's not even, and it's not a movie that's like 
you shit on like oh god and then this happened and then this happened yeah. you break down every microtransaction in the film is, yeah no it's not, it's not something that. you can have fun it's not something that's fun <laughs> to watch it's not something that's fun to make fun of it just yeah. exists and whatever yeah so uh, I, i'd say for this film i'm gonna i'm gonna keep it in lockdown <laughs> um yeah keeping in lockdown you know <laughs> you know i i i'm not i'm not mad at somebody trying and kind of getting this far even just sort of seems like it's a very small film that she just it's kind of her pet project or whatever and um you know as that it's fine D- dylan we got anything else we got one thing one thing and uh one more movie with one viewer. Yeah, we got one. We got a solo mission right here. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to him. Is uh, Justine watched a Strange Way of Life and The Human Voice, which are two shorts. Uh, I'm going to try to explain it the best I can. Okay. I can only guess. I have no idea how uh, the trailers work. So... Tell me if I'm right here, just okay. as the only viewer in the room. So, like, I'm guessing over here, like, after 25 <laughs> years, like, Silva uh-huh. rides a horse across the desert to visit his friend Sheriff Jake. Does that happen? Yes, it does. Okay, and then uh, I guess they celebrate the meeting, but the next morning, Jake tells him that reason for his trip is not to go down the memory lane of their friendship. Hey, that happens. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> So it's Pedro Almodovar, 30-minute short. It's kind of weird. I didn't realize this is only his second English language film thing, the first one being the other movie that they showed with it, The Human Voice. But it's basically just there's a guy comes to town. His old friend is now the sheriff of this town. And he's like, hey, i just been thinking about you, wanted to come see you. And he's like, oh, wow, okay. They sleep together. They have had a history, you know, a romance. And uh, he's like, no, for real, why are you here? And he's like, I've been thinking about you. I missed you. He's like, no, for real, why are you here? (laughs) And then it turns out uh, Silva has a son who's being accused of murder. And so he's like, you're just here to try to stop me from, like, going after your son. So just stop. We don't want, I don't want to do this anymore. I have to do my sheriff stuff. And uh, that's it. (laughs) There's, like, he's following um, Pedro who's trying to go warn his son and they just kind of, you know, are going across the desert to go to where his son lives and you just get to see their interaction with each other. And then the, it's not even a chase. It's like a very slow horse walk <laughs> through the <laughs> desert to go find the son. And then there's the encounter with the son. And meanwhile, there's a couple of flashbacks of like when they were youths and uh, it ends ambiguously where it's like, maybe they could stay together, but that's it. You know, like nothing really happens. It's, I guess, just about the performances and then the look of the film, which I found out later is co-produced by Yves Saint Laurent. Oh, boy. <laughs> and so the clothes are money, all money, baby. YSL. <laughs> and that explains a lot because right when uh, Pedro Pascal comes on screen, you're like, what is he wearing? <laughs> Cowboy so all, all stuff. The, all the clothes are like that. But it does look really good. It's overly colorful for like a Western thing. And, you know, Ethan Hawke, Peter Pascal, they're good actors. He says was damn near X-rated. Whoa. Yeah. The love scene. Oh, yeah. I have to tell everyone there's not really a love scene. We uh, just kind of talk about it. But there is Pedro's butt on screen. So. Like Bear? Yeah. Nice. Harry? So, no. Oh. Sack. Hell no. You think Pedro Pascal's got Harry ass? I imagine. Ooh, I don't know. No. Shaves it. Yeah. It's, it's kind <laughs> of. Wax. It's whatever. It's hard to judge <laughs> short films if, if they don't really, like, hit you hard, you know? This is just kind of. Yeah, it's fine. It exists. That happened. Nothing to write home about. Really weirdly, or maybe not weirdly, but I didn't expect anything from that second movie that they showed with it, which was The Human Voice, which is another half hour short by Pedro Almodovar. And that one was brilliant, um, but it's based on a Jean Cocteau uh, play. And so it's just a one woman show. She's on the phone with uh, her ex just having a meltdown because this person is breaking up with her. And so she's just in the apartment. She she doesn't know what to do. She's like hitting his clothes with an ax and taking pills and, you know, just falling apart and lying to him, telling him she's okay. And then 
that falls apart and she starts telling him, no, I'm a mess. Why would you do this to me? Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to yell. You know, like she's going through all this like roller coaster of emotions and it's, um, it's Tilda Swinton. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's like... She's doing the damn she, thing. Yes, yeah, she is. And How's this guy pull these people for a short? Yeah, but I, I, I mean, know. he has like a history of filmmaking, right, okay. but they've just been Spanish. Um, he did Woman on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. Okay. Yeah. So they um, want to be they want to be on the verge. Well, she's on the verge yeah. here. <laughs> um, that one is really good. She, hey, I'm where'd off. she keep her axe? She bought it. <laughs> oh she went and bought an axe yeah. okay. they even show you that part it's mostly it's really strange it's mostly filmed in an apartment yeah. or rather on the set of an apartment they show you like this warehouse and it looks like they've built a set of an apartment but she lives in the apartment part of the <laughs> warehouse so she you know she like she doesn't go outside but she goes like onto the quote-unquote yeah. balcony which is really just like the, the bare part of the warehouse but with like flower planter boxes like on the ground and it's so cool because it kind of seems like a stage play in that way where you getting to see the behind the scenes stuff but also the apartment and then I also was just thinking wouldn't that be really cool if you, <laughs> you really did just live like in a warehouse but you only built this much of an apartment but again the color is really good in it the set design is really good she has really good clothes um and you know she's She's just a captivating person on screen. So all the yeah. stuff that she's like saying uh, on the phone is kind of cool. And she just has air earbuds. Okay. Airpods <laughs> in the whole time. So she's just like staring into nothing and having this conversation <laughs> with somebody that you're not hearing. It's really interesting. And I would cool. say I would I say this it. one, yeah, to to check out. The other one, um, as, as painful as it is for me to say, you you can miss. But this one is is something really interesting. So I don't know how you get like short, how you adapt short films, the format to like modern, like multiplex cinemas. It seems like such a yeah uphill. That's why I wanted to watch this movie as it was because it's like, what the hell do you get to see? shorts yeah and they had to pair them together so that they could get an hour <laughs> you know <laughs> this he's just he's just gunning for the best short award that's he if, you, if you're gonna win an oscar that seems like the i mean one this to is get. literally the only one i've heard of this yeah. year that's how you get it done i was also the only person in the theater which was kind of sad but they also didn't play them past like 4 p.m so so um uh overall these two films would you say uh they're short or uh do you stand tall for them <laughs> They fall a little short of expectations, okay. or do they, they, they stand tall in the theaters? Um, What's the bad um, one? <laughs> you want to stand tall? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, they stand tall. The human voice one, for sure, um, I'd say, it wherever you can find it, it's worth a watch. You, you, it's 30 minutes long. It looks really good. And Tilda Swinton is amazing, and the uh, the dialogue is, is is great. And then the other one, you know, if it's paired together, <laughs> why not? Or if you like, uh, you know, high fashion cowboy outfits. I want to see those fits. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> what, what other movies are you watching? It is spooky season, right? It's true. A shocktober spooktacular, if you will. I've been, I've, been, I've been deep in the shit, man. Yeah, every day. Every day. So. Every year, Justine makes a calendar for yeah. October. <laughs> She's a very good programmer. So, you guys, have you guys been pretty good about keeping up with the the calendar? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're current. Yeah. Chud too, Bud the Chud is uh, what we were just watching before <laughs> starting to record. Apparently, there's a reason you never hear about Chud too. Chud the Bud. <laughs> I watched. Uh, I watched the, the best accidentally the best double feature of uh, Eaten Alive. And from Toby, speaking of hating redneck shit, man, I think that Toby Hooper, he had some <laughs> real contempt for that culture. Yeah. That is such a cool movie. I've seen it before, but like rewatching it now, it's, I don't know, that that ambient, ambience. The ambient AM country music playing creates an ambiance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sonically, it's the same, kind of the same as what he did with uh, Texas Chainsaw. I was. I don't know. If I, I remember this movie being like so polished compared to Texas Chainsaw, but it's still pretty gross <laughs> looking. Really, really, really great movie. And that Blood Hook movie, it's this. Have you seen the cover of it? Can you picture it? It's like a girl I getting can't. getting fished up with like a fishing lure. Blood Hook. Blood. You'll as soon as you see the cover, I think you'll be yeah, let me check shocked it into it. 
it, it's a tr- it's well it's distributed by trauma oh my god yeah yeah and it is Actually, I, I have this on vhs <laughs> way way better than it needs to be okay i, I did i was like expecting kind of what you expect when you look at it but it was a pretty standout film someone wrote a script <laughs> and like stuck with it and all the things that are included in it play a role in the movie it's yeah surprisingly um maybe not well done because it's just a low budget horror but for you know rural creep action smarter than it needed to be it was a great double feature too i i, I enjoyed that one dang so eating alive was 1976 yeah so not that far off from yeah. texas chainsaw a couple years you know that one right uh just the yeah. reboot is that what you're talking about oh, man that's great that, that, well there's like i think eaten alive was the american title for one of those cannibal holocaust movies yeah or cannibal something movies if it wasn't holocaust it was something else so it's easy to get get it confused oh yeah i remember this one really yeah so so surprised how, uh, how much i liked it what y'all watching i think the highlight for me has been chuke oh yeah well, <laughs> What? Child's play. Oh, <laughs> should I, should like I, Tarjay. I got the DVD at Tarjay of Choke. <laughs> should, I, should, I, should I try the bit? I'd like to hear David Burns take. Uh, <laughs> all right, this is. I'm I'm proud of this bit. I've been workshopping it. Okay. Child's play. If it takes place in Scotland. <laughs> that's it, oh that's the, wow. That's the bit. Let's go. It's not. A Scottish Chucky. It's child's play. It takes in place in so- Scotland. In Scotland, yeah, I got you. Chucky, no, get down from there, Chucky. <laughs> Chucky, you don't know what you're doing. Fuck. Chucky, oh. no. No, Chucky, that's wrong. It's not funny, Chucky. Like Chucky, how- get down from the bow. <laughs> I like how every time I hear this joke, the person is trying to reason with Chucky. Yeah, that's part of Chucky the comedy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Chucky. Chucky, get done. Have, have you written the other side yet? Nope. Nope. <laughs> like, like, don't. Like, you like don't you've either. seen one and two. Child's Play 1 and 2. Yeah. There's no reasoning with them ever <laughs> happening, really. So, like the fact that you wrote it, that they trying to reason with Chucky, he's, and he's not—he's not Scottish. You've heard Chucky talk, you know. He's like, yeah, fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chucky. Oh, he's regular Chucky. Yeah, he's just in Scotland. Okay. Oh, All wait, right. you thought he was doing Chucky? No, as... I know okay. he was doing the, yeah, the person. The I just wasn't yeah. sure if I never heard the Chucky. Yeah, yeah no, you know, do it. So I'm just like, oh, what? so he's yeah. he's regular. Oh, or he, he's just American. A, he just took a boat. <laughs> took a boat to Scotland. Oh, yeah, so he he could have gotten shipped with yeah. a bunch of other Where good guys. Where the fuck am I? <laughs> <laughs> See, his only line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's it just... starts with that, and he doesn't say a word. Okay, the time. no, what you doing? <laughs> There you go, child's play. People I'm very proud of this bit. <laughs> Pretty good. I'm very proud of this. My ribs shit. hurt a little bit. Oh shit. Yeah, but uh, Chucky one, I remember that I'd seen like as a kid, and the funniest thing about it is that he rolls on the ground. Yes. <laughs> like he'll drop to the floor and roll really fast away, and that's funny. But it's a good movie. I like it. And then the second one is just like whatever. The third one is even more whatever. I never took the movie seriously because it's such like juggalo stuff, you know, but like that first movies, if you grew up in the eighties, that is such a good uh, presentation of like toy culture, you know, yeah, and like what, I don't know, that marketing did to kids brains Mm -hmm. and like, you know, the absentee, you know, working mom, single working mother. I mean, that's just maybe why it rang true to me. (laughs) My mom was a single working mother and I was an only child raised by toys <laughs> seeing a lot of marketing so when i'm seeing this kid get obsessed with these good guy dolls i'm just like oh damn yeah it was like that i get it so yeah that that that's like really some substance to that one after that it does get a little schlocky i guess we'll chime in next week with bride and seed etc did you watch the recent like not, i guess it's a reboot of it Have you the seen series no. no 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 the oh. movie yeah, there's a new movie and then there's a series also, but we haven't got there yet. We're going oh. chronologically. Yeah, you're in so. for a treat when you get to the movie. Franchise Fridays, baby. We're watching the franchise movies and then I'll highlight a couple franchises while we're, while we're talking about that. Uh, I really liked Becky and the Wrath of Becky. Um, I remember they played for like, or the Wrath of Becky played for a couple days at an Oceanside. And I was thinking about going to see it because I had heard a couple good things. 
but I missed it. And then I caught it on streaming or torrent. I don't remember, but I really, really dug it. It's just, uh, I remember texting you calling about it. And you're like, so kill Bill. <laughs> Sounds a lot. Like- I was like, no, no, it's really not. Uh, it's like, it's like a, a teen girl that just horrible things happen. And, uh, she's an extremely violent person uh enacting her revenge so yeah i mean, I can see where you get the kill bill from but uh yeah it's 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 awesome stuff you got kevin james as a white supremacist and then in the second one i forget who the white supremacist is because i've seen they, they go back versus to their white supremacist that sounds like a her problem how are you coming into contact with i don't even know the, i don't know if the second one's a white supremacist. let me let me let me t- check out my uh my notes on is this really uh is, does this fall under the shocktober spooktacular umbrella would you say this is uh scary oh yeah, yeah. there's, there's yeah. jump scares okay um it does this? star a horror movie legend kevin james no oh. a little girl who was the girl in annabelle oh. legend legend <laughs> oh lulu wilson i don't know what her name yeah, is i just know she's she was in annabelle um, okay yeah it's it's a stifler <laughs> is like is like the the rob Schneider, or rob <laughs> fuck with his name rob, riley e scott no, what's his name? Bro. Fuck. I, Sean William Scott. John's? Sean William Scott. I think oh. he's like a, oh, there you go. I forget. See, I think, you say like four names in a row. Yeah, You'll get throw it. some names. Yeah. I want to say he's like a proud boy or something in the in the second one. Oh. I don't know. But yeah, there's like, but it's just, it's just like, it's like really cheap, easy ways to justify like crazy right. murders. Uh, and then another franchise that I got into on like a three star level, which is perfect for October. Yeah. It's called Don't Fuck in the Woods. There's also Don't Fuck in the Woods 2. It's Tubi. Um, I thought it was just going to be like background filler, but I actually stopped and started watching them. I like them, um, on a three star level. Yeah. Okay. Let's be clear. These are not <laughs> masterpieces. They are called don't fucking lose. It's like, okay, here's what I'll liken it to. It's like a horror movie in the same spirit as like a Kevin Smith movie. You know, they're not like great movies, but if you like people that are really passionate about what they're doing, they got a crew around them that's really tight and they're all equally checked in. You're gonna get a certain level of um, like a, a certain spirit with the movie. These particular movies, like in the credits, they show like a lot of the bloopers and behind the scenes. You can see that everybody's friends. Everybody has a long history with each other. It's just a group of friends making movies with a lot of heart. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah, those are those are the highlights for me. Dylan, what are you what are you watching? Uh, I finished Baki. <laughs> Son of Hanma. Uh, it's a good one. Um, you brought a good one to the table the other day. Oh I yeah, was... I showed a uh, so. In addition to Justine's calendar, there's a Just Me and Colin movie where Justine just uh, refuses to watch these movies. <laughs> um, we watched uh, Mom and Dad featuring um, Nick Cage and that one lady. Fuck, what's her name? Do you remember? Not Nick Cage. But what what other movies is she in? Why am I Aeon Flux? Is that Bro, the same lady? <laughs> Charlize Theron is Aeon Flux. Oh. What does it matter? Evil? It stars one person. As Mila Jovovich. Yeah, she's she's really good in it. Uh, anyway, those two are in it, and uh, oh, you're thinking of <laughs> Hellboy, Selma Blair. Oh, you know, you could just say different act actresses. And he's gonna be like, hell yeah, yeah, that's it, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> Carrie Fisher, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, they're they're mom and dads, and uh, that movie I recommend pretty highly. I remember seeing this a couple years ago, and was like, damn, this movie's really funny. <laughs> um there's some what what would you call it like not like a 28 days disease but something yeah. happens where every parent just wants to kill their kid like just their own kid yeah their own child like if they're all bloodied up and they see another kid like they just walk by they don't care and so you it's it's really you just get to see nicholas cage losing his goddamn mind yeah. open the door god what was that one thing <laughs> when he's making the pool table dude i oh yeah because it flashes back to their past or whatever for yeah, they're no like good reason in fights and like want to beat the shit out of their kids every time like every like bad event <laughs> like you know it's like growing up and being a parent they just show like all the negatives in that <laughs> <laughs> And then the the uh, the grandparents show up at one point, and they want to. Oh, it's so good. It's uh, yeah. It's and no resolution, no moral at the end. No, just ends. Credits. Yeah, just ends. It's, uh, I hope this is not spoiling spoiling for anyone. But Nick Cage like, so, we love you, but sometimes we just want to fucking and then cuts. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I haven't seen like a modern era Nick Cage 
film where he's like on like that in a minute. It's nice to see him kind of when he leans into the meme of the Nick Cage <laughs> freakout compilation. Yeah. It's it's always a good time. He's got something coming up, right? Yeah, there's like an A24 movie where like it's apparently really really good. I thought there was a less than A24 movie. Like A23 <laughs> movie. Yeah. Oh. A1 movie. No, but, he has a couple. I mean, we've determined the he, yeah. he makes like five movies a day. Yeah, he's in yeah. he's in the works. He has he has to get that bankruptcy out of there, bro. Got to get out of there. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, I saw that. I watched on Friday the 13th. I saw uh Friday the 13th, Jason takes Manhattan. Legend. I forgot yep. how Manhattan barely shows up. Yeah. <laughs> it's all on a boat, <laughs> right? that, Okay, yeah, that's yeah. the one where like somehow the, there's a waterway that connects Camp Crystal Lake to like the Hudson or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, they're like Yeah, so they're all on the boat. All the kills pretty much happen on the boat. Yeah. Um and then they they like took a what's it called like a raft to manhattan that's what it was yeah, yeah, yeah they like end up and they're like right next to the empire state building <laughs> they're like it's all foggy and it's like look look we made it and then you just see the empire so they're like right there <laughs> so fucking funny um i saw that that was a good one then i saw so i kind of cheat with i love the nightmare on elm street movies like when i think of 80s that's like my favorite series um i kind of cheat cheated this year though Skipped one, two, and three because I always watch one and I always watch right. two. Or I'm sorry, I watch one and I watch three, the Dream Warriors. But I skipped straight to four, Dream Master, mm. and uh, that movie is still funny. <laughs> yeah, it has to be right. Yeah, because yeah. it starts off with the remaining. Ki- sorry, do you want me to spoil this or it doesn't matter? Well, I Dude, think it's it did like come 40 out years old. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you want to watch it. Spoiler alert! Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert! For a movie it started that came out in like 1989. Eighty-eight. <laughs> Uh, Nightmare 4 of the Dream Master starts off with the three characters that lived from Nightmare 3. The Dream Warriors. <laughs> the Dream Warriors. So is the guys from Dokken or No, they're not oh. there. That three is Dream Warriors. Or three Dream Warriors features Dokken. But Dokken survived Dream Warriors. Yeah, they they survived. They made that song about so, okay, it. Okay, the the surviving people from 3. 3 who weren't Dokken. Yes. Exactly. They're there and they're like, "Oh, Freddy's coming back." No, shut up. He's not coming back. See, it's, he's dead. And then, in like five or ten minutes after they say that, uh, Freddy kills them all. So like, <laughs> all <laughs> yeah. Sadly, they killed the black guy first, which was, uh, I was like, whoa, it happened. I forgot that that happened. I thought they killed the mute guy for, or not the mute guy, but the waterbed guy first. But my memory misled me. So they killed the black guy first. Sadly, then the uh, guy in his waterbed. Then he kills the lead girl from three. <laughs> then just a new girl and friends. <laughs> and they just needed to finish. And like the girl <laughs> was friends with the girl. That's what's fucking funny is like she was already too around. many pronouns, pal. <laughs> the girl was friends with the girl from three, but then it's just like wasn't affected by Freddy at all. It's just like oh well, now she is cursed to have Freddy, and her friends are now gonna die one by one. You, that don't, was you don't suffer from nightmare fatigue, like. Are you just all in on the whole series? Yeah, I like all of them. Except for that in 2010 one or whatever. That one sucks. That was weird. Yeah. yeah. But like, um, I like all the... I think I skipped one and three and two, sadly, just because I, I know I watched one and three like some point this year already. Right. Like, Oh, I, have you ever watched Never Sleep Again, that documentary on it? Yeah, the four-hour documentary. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it yeah. multiple times. Hell yeah. Um, But yeah, like... Don't uh, sleep to it. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to watch five, The Dream Baby. Oh, that's a the good dream one. child, I believe what it's called. Yeah, the dream, yeah, the the uh, the posters and stuff for that were always so cool. Yeah, it's like the the the, the stroller with a yeah. claw thing, right? Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, sadly, Iconic. I always thought the cool the posters were the cooler parts of the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the the deaths are cool, and you don't care about these like throwaway characters realistically. Um, but yeah, I don't know what else. Oh, that's all I've seen. Oh, there was a movie that I texted Colin about, like saying, you'll love this, because uh, I'd only seen about maybe a quarter of it. <laughs> Eras Tour? It was called uh, A Dark Song, and it starts off with this like procedural, uh, like occult ritual. I was like, oh man, this is cool. Like They're showing you how rituals are done and, and all that. And then it just kind of turns into a movie about healing. <laughs> oh. So I, I didn't even have the heart to tell you, oh man, don't don't even bother. Well. But yeah, I got it kind of like, that's like <laughs> mid-grade. Yeah, I'm pretty on, on, on rails right now, so I don't really... <laughs> There's so much stuff on my uh, my log that I don't even remember watching. 
Like uh, Zombievers. I couldn't tell you a damn thing about it. <laughs> I hope you can't tell me anything about Zombievers. Uh, Jersey Shore Massacre produced by Wow. Yeah, well, I don't remember that one either. <laughs> but not everything has to be creepy or scary. No. We watched Monster High and yes. Monster High 2. That's cool. They're funny. True. <laughs> I'm keeping. I'm kind of gatekeeping the Monster High fandom oh, right sorry. now. I don't, well, you I don't can also watch on. all back episodes of the web series. <laughs> what, you, you don't want your episodes to lag when you're watching them? <laughs> <laughs> they are like flash animation, though. Yeah, new ground style. What's been your favorite spooky movie we've seen so far? Um, what do we? What is it from Beyond that we watched? We watched. Well, the, we watched Reanimator and From Beyond. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoy those. Yeah, from beyond. Okay, from beyond over Reanimator is nuts, but I'll respect it. It's funnier. I don't know about that. Yeah, because the guy is slimy. There's no, there's no funnier payoff in the world than the Talking Heads poster <laughs> and the Reanimator, <laughs> and then they have a severed Talking Head. Yeah, Dylan. Yeah, we're going back to the theaters, right? I fucking hope so, dude. <laughs> we're not just sent up here watching old spooky movies just because it's October, right? Uh, we watch every goddamn movie that comes out at the local theater, right? It's, I, I, I guess. Well, why don't you tell us what those next movies are? Unlimited. Yeah! Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Regal Movie Match of Unlimited. Next, we got Killers of the Flower Moon, the new Martin Scorsese film, featuring the homie Leonardo DiCaprio and friends. I sincerely do not know what this movie's about, but I'm willing to sit through three and a half hours of it, and I can't wait to watch it. Then we got a reissue of this classic, Jingle Bells, Jingle... Not! Nightmare Before Christmas, baby. You know what's going down. We're going to see that one. And we also got the other Zoe. Not too sure what this movie is about, but quite honestly, it looks really good, and I cannot wait to see it. Anyway, we'll see you at the movies. Bye!